Hello, everyone, and welcome to a depressing episode of the Talking Blues podcast as Chelsea has just lost 1-0 at home to Nottingham Forest on Anthony Alonga's 48th-minute goal. And this team absolutely was pathetic today. This shouldn't be a long episode whatsoever. If anything, it should be one of the shortest episodes of the Talking Blues podcast because it's just the same points repeated over and over again. Um, I don't know. I'm at college right now. I'm in like a study room, so it's very echoey. I don't know if Alex is going to you know, fix that using his editing specialties. So just so you know, if you hear the whole echo thing, that's what it is. And also, if you hear other people, it's game day here. Uh, you know, for anyone in the UK, if you're football fans, American football or in general, uh, this is week one of the college football season. I go to Syracuse University. They're playing Colgate in about three and a half to four hours from now. So if you hear some rowdiness in the hallways, that's what it is. I'm really excited to get going. But I'm just so committed that I'm here with my friends to record this episode, Alex and Peter. Um, what a great, what a great uh, way to be together here. I don't even know what to say, man. Um, this is a really tough watch. 21 shots for Chelsea. Only two of them happened to be on target. It was just chance after chance, but just not even that because everything just seems so far uh, from what a goal could have been uh, creation-wise. Chelsea just were not spraying the ball to the left side of the pitch when it was on the right. You would just, you would just, or at least for me, I don't know about you guys because we weren't together watching this, but I was just like, keep on, you know, saying in my head and out loud at the gym. I was watching this game while I was at the gym, just, you know, doing set after set about a cry. Um, like, what are we doing? Like, spread the ball, pass it around, do something. And they just kept it in that one corner on the right side of the field for, I feel like, most of the second half and it just did not work out. They never spread it to Chilwell, who was creating most of our chances that were so little. Um, and then Chilwell gets subbed off. I, a lot of question marks, but anyway, I don't want to take everything from you guys. I'll I'll send it to you guys for your thoughts on the match. I don't know what this was, Josh. You were you were you were doing a little bit of uh, like what me and Alex do right there, two and a half minutes ish. That's pretty. That's that's kind of crazy. But uh, no, like you said, it was just a horrible, horrible watch. I mean, I completely agree. There's sometimes where we did it. We tried to go down the left, but literally almost every attack went down the right. Like when Mudra came on. I mean, I will say I can't bend the players for not passing him with the way he played today and the way he has been playing. But literally, I think he touched the ball three times. I mean, he didn't do anything good with those three touches, but it, it does just go to show how little we actually go down the left. And I mean, it it, it it was just like the Chelsea that we've seen the past two years where we'd create so many chances. We'd get into dangerous positions where we'd be like, okay, surely we have to score now. Nope, we miss. Nope, we have a bad cross. Nope they we take too long take an extra touch and they block it i mean i think the game today was perfectly encapsulated by uh nico jackson's miss sterling great run great cut cut back and literally nico jackson matt turner nottingham force keepers out of his goal they have like two defenders who slide tackle but they're on the ground all he has to do is hit it on target he has the entire goal and he instead of just shooting it regularly he leans in reaches and skies it from literally three yards out it, it, it's just i don't understand how we can possibly how we can't score and there's so many other chances too that we could have scored if we had a better ball if we had better movement it's just i don't know what it is about this team but we are just allergic to scoring and it's so horrible to watch because even because if you watch another team you, you'll they'll get into a dangerous spot and you'll be like oh they're scoring and then they actually do. But when you look at Chelsea, they get into a dangerous spot. You're like, oh, I mean, we got to score here, right? It's like a three-on-one. 
and then we'll miss hit a pass or something, and they'll get all the defenders back, and we won't score. It's just, it's just horrible. I, I, I mean, I don't know what needs to change. That's something for Posh to figure out because he definitely needs to change something. But it's just so, so bad. And I think this game is just this game was just a horrible, horrible game. Yeah, it was just so many missed opportunities, so many just not. It's just it, we were not fluid in the final third. The end product that texted Peter this, I was like, the end product is just never there at any point in time. Whether that end product is the final ball, uh, the final cross, which is just never pinpoint, or like you said in Nico Jackson's case, or uh, even Sterling's case, in a couple times, just not being clinical uh, in front of goal. It, it's it's really tough. And then this formation that Poch is playing, where we have uh, Chilwell up on almost left wing. Um, and then kind of Colwell stepping up a little bit more uh, at left back or, you know, whatever you want to say, left center back, wherever he is. It's just, it's supposed to be a fluid system, uh, obviously, which is what Poch is going for, but it just isn't um, cohesive like that on the pitch. And I think that's the real problem. And there's just, there was a lack of intensity after the goal went in. Uh, it just felt like Chelsea were, uh, you know, dumbfounded as to what to do. And, Everyone besides pretty much just Enzo uh, was kind of just standing there uh, wondering what the heck is going to go, you know, what's happening? What should I do? Should I just stand here? Uh, and then it, when the attackers came on, when Madweke came on, when Cole Palmer came on, when Mudrik came on, it just felt like they were almost scared to take on their man. And that was really, really uh, frustrating for me. You know, Madweke, I think, was probably, uh, you know, not the biggest culprit of that. But there was times on the right-hand side where I was like, you know, if he could just take this guy on uh, instead of, you know, passing it back to Malibu or whatever. Uh, and then you, you know, even if you win one out of the five of those uh, and you get a really, really good opportunity because you've blown past him, uh, you could put a solid ball into the box. Uh, I, I think that's worth it. It just felt like uh, we were just posturing uh, on the on the outside of the 18 yard box. And that was really, really frustrating uh, to watch. And overall, I thought Cole Palmer had, you know, a whatever debut. He was all right. Um, but Mudrik was terrible uh, when he came on. It just felt like he was lost. Uh, Madweke is still getting into the rhythm of things, so I'll give him that. But, um, but you know, after his injury, and then it just felt like there was, we had a whole bunch of players just grouped on the right-hand side, whether it was Madweke and Gusto, Nicholas Jackson was popping over there, uh, Cole Palmer was there, and it just felt like we had like four players just standing next to each other, uh, you know, throughout that final 20, 25 minutes or so. It was like nothing is going to happen here. We have all this space down the left-hand side, uh, and we're just bunching everyone up together. It was just not fluid. It seemed like the instructions uh, were not clear when they came on and what the shape was going to be. And uh, Eventually, it just kind of turned into a mess, and uh, we were kind of lucky at the end that they didn't end up uh, scoring another, um, making it 2-0 because it was it was just a shameful performance, honestly. I don't even know what else to say. I don't know what else you guys have to say or if you do have anything else to say because it was just so awful, so disappointing. Uh, it was it, it was very, very tough to watch. I mean, the only other thing I have to say is, I mean, I'll just question this to you guys. Uh, what are we thinking about this formation that Poch has been doing with Shewell as the winger and then Cole Will as kind of a left center back, left back hybrid? Because to me, eh, I don't think I can do another game of this. It's just, I don't understand why he abandoned the the regular four at the back that we've been doing in preseason to try to do this weird wacky thing that r really hasn't worked even though we've had some good results with it they really haven't been anything we'd expect uh, so what are you guys thoughts on this and what do you think we should do 
I mean, I I think he's gonna have to change it eventually. That that's kind of what I what I feel about it. Like you know, you gotta he's not gonna be able to keep this going um, because when the results aren't there, you gotta switch it up. And I think he will switch it up, um, you know, for our next match. But it, it's difficult right now to look at it and say, yeah, we should keep going with this because even potent like there's there's sparks uh, at times where you can see there's potential. Uh, for the shape that he's trying to go for, but even with like, even if he was able to hit that exactly how he wants it, um, I don't think it would be, um, you know, I I don't think it would be the a long term solution for this team. Just generally, our our player profiles where we got a lot of strong wingers, and uh, this doesn't really fit our wingers. Uh, you know, Reese James is out right now, but when he returns, I think he's much more solid down the right hand side. Uh, then even someone like Malavusto is very good as well, but um, that he can just hold it down right back. Uh, I think you got to move transition to four at the back, bring Chilwell back to a more conservative position, Colwell, and then whoever you want next to him, DeSafsi or Tiago Silva, uh, at least for the you know more foreseeable future. And then you could uh, you know have your two wingers, whether that's Sterling, and then you pick one more uh, along with Nico Jackson, who hopefully can. Uh, recover from that terrible terrible miss like you were talking about earlier peter but yeah i think i think you have to transition here's the thing though like chelsea went into this game as they went into um the lewinstown match you could say right and this is like the part of the schedule where we're like okay we have these matches coming up this is an easy win for chelsea and they just don't get the win. and sure that happens sometimes in football but this isn't anything new in the past season for chelsea fans uh you had Oh my gosh, I can't even do this. You had Todd Bowling who went out there, signed 17 new players, and that was more amount of players that they had wins last season. I believe it was 16 wins last year and 17 transfers. And if it's not working for Potch right now, then I completely agree with both of you. I mean, they have to switch it up. Something has to click and something has to go right. And I understand, and the, the people on the broadcast for, you know, where we're watching in America, I know it's different for Sky Sports, but they were saying that you have to give these guys time. You have to give Moises Caicedo time because, you know, he hasn't had uh, the best few appearances since they signed him. The same thing with Mikhailo Mudrik. Uh, you know, he hasn't scored a goal yet and whatever it is, 14 appearances in a blue shirt for Chelsea. And I understand all of those and I want to say let's give him time. But when these top tier players that, you know, we, we have a star-studded bench. I mean, you have Palmer coming off the bench who's been on the England U21 team and playing and scoring goals for Man City, and it's just not clicking. You just can tell that there's something not right here. And if that's that they're not gelled together because we just made so many signings and they haven't had enough game time playing experience with each other, that's one thing. Uh, but then if it's just showing that you're just signing all these players but not actually having any quality behind them and you're just throwing people uh, on you know, the pitch, it, it's just not working out. But anyway... I guess we'll um, we'll send it to a little bit of a break here, and we'll come back and we'll wrap things up in in a, in, a, in a minute. All right, so we're back now, and and honestly, there's not really much more to say uh, besides that Chelsea go into the loss column once again on the season. They now sit in 11th place in the Premier League table, and again, there's still matches to go, so that'll probably be even lower as the weekend continues. 1-1-2 one, one, and two is their record. Again, the only win this season coming against Luton Town. And our next match is September 17th. 
Chelsea have a little bit of a break, a two-week break, that is. And it gives us a break as well as uh, Alex and Peter are joining me, not at the same college, but they are moving into college this week. So it gives them a nice break to uh, get used to that. And hopefully we'll be right back and good on track for the away match against Bournemouth on September 17th, which is an early morning kickoff at 9 a.m. for us. However, that's a little bit different in the UK with what I believe would be a 1 p.m. kickoff there. And Bournemouth, again, another team not doing so well. They're still looking for their first win in this Premier League season. Uh, They had a draw today against Brentford, and they also have the two-week break as well uh, and will not play a match until Chelsea in a couple weeks. Guys, any final thoughts to wrap this one up? Um, I'm really just said, I'll just say you're talking about breaks for us, but this is also a break for Pochettino to look at this formation that he has and determine what he's going to change. Because I think I, we all agreed, we all said how we there needs to be something that changes, and right now is a perfect time. He has two weeks break. Most, I mean, most of the players aren't there, which is tougher training sessions. But he has these training sessions to test things out. Two weeks, no games. So when I when we go to this Bournemouth game, who historically we've always struggled against, I want to see something different, and I want to see us actually play well against them, which we never seem to do, and then maybe I'll be back on track. So I just need Pochettino to, to take a step back and use this break and, and change some tactics. I, 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 this is just, I hope he does this, because if he doesn't, if he doesn't, it's going to be a long season, maybe even longer than last year, honestly, and that's, that's tough to do. Yeah, I think you've got it. You both pretty much covered it. There's not really much more to say. You know, hopefully we take this international break and, uh, you know, things turn around for us in a couple of weeks. All right. So I do have one more thing here. And I want to say that if you want to watch some real football and you want to go see some actual football and, you know, not watch poor performances from Chelsea week after week, there is American football that you can watch. And I do want to say attention to those sports fans out there. If you are a fan of an NFL team, would you love to see your favorite team in a week one game while you're in luck fans for sports network the partnered brand of our podcast is giving away four free tickets to the week one nfl game of your choice up to five thousand dollars the rules to enter are simple go to content.fansforsports.com and fill out the application information that's it once you've done that you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one nfl game what are you waiting for Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. And that contest ends September 4th. So you got a couple days to do that. Make sure to get your final submissions in before your time runs out. So get those tickets to a quality team, hopefully. That is not the Chelsea Football Club at this very moment. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be back in a couple weeks for the Chelsea Bournemouth match. I don't know if we'll have one previewing. I most likely, most likely will be the recap of that one. So we get a couple of weeks off. And just like Peter said, so does the Chelsea squad itself to figure their shit out. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the next episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Go Blues.